What's up, what's up, what's up? Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Bushy Baller Brand Podcast. We really appreciate all the support and every time that you tune in to hear us talk sports. Today, we're going to be talking about the NFL and the NBA. So get ready. We're hitting both sports in one shot. So let's get to it. We're going to be hitting for the NFL. I'm going to talk about my updated MVP pick and my updated Super Bowl pick. And for the NBA, I'm going to give you Three stories that I've gone so far with the first two weeks out of the NBA season. So a little bit of stuff there. Three of the top stories and my personal take on it. But since we are a little bit more than halfway into the season now, we're nine weeks into the season. I would have liked to do this after week eight. But, you know, I was busy recording another podcast with Dan Make, and he's going to throw that up on SoundCloud soon. So go look up Daniel Make on SoundCloud, and you'll see that podcast coming out pretty soon. And we talked about the NBA season preview, so you can go check that out as well. So I'm going to give it right to you right now. Let's talk about my updated MVP pick for the NFL. And my updated pick is Russell Wilson. And originally I had had Carson Wentz at the beginning of the season. And then, of course, all the sorts of things going on in Philadelphia. Receivers dropping balls. Team not as good as they thought they would be. There was a couple people questioning you know, Carson Wentz's leadership, there was the whole Orlando Scandrick thing going on. So the Philadelphia Eagles are a little bit of a mess. Still playing well. I mean, they're above 500, but I'm going to move on from that now. And then after four weeks, I had originally had Patrick Mahomes after four weeks because, I mean, the dude was lighting it up. He was just exceptional. No interceptions, playing so well. But then he did get hurt, and he's missed about two and a half games so far. So it's tough. When a guy gets injured, really, to talk about where you think he'll be and how he'll play and MVP discussions and all those things like that. Because, I mean, you don't want to say, like, oh, he's missed two games, forget about it, no chance to MVP. Because, I mean, if you play 14, 13 games, I mean, at the end of the season, if a team makes a playoff, sometimes they sit a guy, and, I mean, they could win MVP. So, I'm not going to rule out Patrick Mahomes for MVP. If he comes back and plays the way that he did... There's no doubt in my mind that he'll just work his way right back into the MVP discussions and play super hard and, you know, get his team to where they need to be. But if the season ended right now, after week nine, if the season ended, who is my pick for MVP? Russell Wilson. So far, his stats, he's been over 2,500 yards, 22 passing touchdowns, and only one interception. To go along with that, he's got 203 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns. And... You know, it doesn't affect MVP votes, but he's the number one fantasy player on Yahoo Fantasy Football. Not that, you know, anybody's going in to vote for MVP and they're like, hey, let me go to Yahoo and see who the number one guy is in fantasy football, and that's going to be my vote. Now, with that being said, he's only going to get better. And here's the scary thing about the Seahawks. Who did they just pick up? Josh Gordon. And if you know me, you know that I am a huge Josh Gordon fan. Oh, man, his talent. Really? I mean, when you look at him, it, it's kind of a shame about what happened with him in Cleveland. He was such a great talent. Amazing. I mean, one of the best receivers before he had all these issues. He had his issues with different drugs and marijuana and suspended three or four different times. 
The Browns eventually had him back and then cut him. He went to New England. Technically, he did get the Super Bowl ring. Wasn't playing for them, but he was on the roster, so he's got the ring. And then he did help them, so I'm not going to say that Josh Gordon was zero help to the Patriots, but he, he helped them get to where they were. And so he's got, he can say that he's got his Super Bowl ring under his belt. He is, in my mind, when he's fully healthy and he's not dealing with the issues or the personal off-the-field stuff, I think he's an elite talent and can be a top five, maybe definitely I would say top eight receiver when he's playing at his full. And giving a guy like him to Russell Wilson is only going to make Russell Wilson better. You're not going to give Russell Wilson a legitimate wide receiver one and have Russell Wilson get worse. You're not going to. That doesn't happen. Especially not with a guy like Russell Wilson. Now, if you're talking about somebody like Baker Mayfield, I mean, that's a discussion for a different day, but he got OBJ and he's looking worse than he did last year. But I'm not, I'm not going to get into that. Browns have disappointed me this year. I'm off their bandwagon. I was super high on them. Forget about them. <sighs> Man, the Browns. Browns. I, I don't know. I don't know. So, anyway, back to Russell Wilson. So, I have him as my MVP. I think that the Josh Gordon signing is just going to make him even better. I cannot wait. I really, really cannot wait to see how he plays with Russell Wilson. And, believe it or not, this signing, in my mind, could not have come at a better time. Because who do they play this Monday? Well, they got the undefeated 49ers. And, you know, I mean, Lockett and DK Metcalf have been respectable. And they've been doing their thing. And they've been really helping the team out and getting done what they have to. But Josh Gordon, I think, is far above both of these guys talent-wise with his ability to catch the ball. And so I just think that it makes the Seahawks even that more scarier. And here's something that I found really interesting about the Seahawks. If you look at the rest of the NFL... AFC and NFC, and if you just took the Seahawks and placed them in the other divisions, they'd be winning or tied for first place in five of the other divisions. The only reason they're not in first in their division, well, they're in the NFC West, who has the only undefeated team in the NFL, being the 49ers, who again, I said, they play this Monday. And who's my pick for that game? I'll take the Seahawks this Monday. I will. I think the Seahawks are going to get it done. I think that Josh Gordon coming over is going to help them. Their running game is amazing. I think that Josh Gordon's going to be incorporated right away. Russell Wilson just, he wins big games. He does. For whatever reason, that's what Russell Wilson does. He wins big games. He knows how to get it done. And so I think that the Seattle Seahawks are going to end the 49ers season this Monday night. Their perfect season. Sorry, not their season. Their 49ers perfect season comes to an end this Monday night. With Josh Gordon, Russell Wilson, and the boys in Seattle going to end that. And Russell Wilson, so far, after nine weeks of the NFL season, is my MVP pick. So now I move on to, well, I mean, it was between Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes got hurt, so I threw Russell Wilson in there. So who is my Super Bowl pick for the NFL after nine weeks of the season being played? And that pick for me for the Super Bowl is, well... Those two teams of the quarterbacks that I just described. Seahawks and Chiefs. Don't hate. That's just my pick. That's who I think is going to get there. I know what you're saying. Well, you know, the Patriots, you know, they had one rough loss, so why are you counting them out? And, well, you know, the Niners, they're undefeated. They're doing their thing. Garoppolo and Brady would be a great Super Bowl, you know. Mentor versus mentee, I'd love to see that. No, I, I don't have either of those teams in the Super Bowl. I just think that they're playing... 
too well, and they're going to get too cocky. I mean, maybe not the Patriots, because, I mean, it's the Patriot way not to do that. But something about the Niners, I mean, I just, I don't like them to make it to the Super Bowl. I, I don't know exactly what it is, but something in my mind says, no, they're not going to get there. And I just, the Patriots, I mean, their defense is something special. They imploded against... The Ravens, and I don't think that that's going to be a trend. I think that they're going to get right back to where they need to be, and they're going to play well. They might lose another game or two, but it's not going to be anything like, oh, they lost one game to the Ravens. Here they go, down downward spiral. No, but I just don't see either of those teams making the Super Bowl. So I have the Chiefs and the Seahawks, and that's number one. Russell Wilson just wins. He does. He knows how to get it done. There's a reason that I picked him to win this Monday and end the 49ers' perfect season. He just, Russell Wilson is a winner. The guy can play. The Seahawks defense is sneaky and they play well. And I think as it stands, they can get there and win. I think that they can get through the NFC. I really do. And the two teams that they would probably have to go through or struggle with would be San Francisco, who I think they can win and they'll win this Monday night, and New Orleans. And I think a New Orleans-Seattle matchup would be such a fun one to watch Breeze and Wilson, the running attack of the Seahawks versus the running attack of Kamara, Josh Gordon on one side, Michael Thomas on the other. I just think it would be an amazing matchup to watch. And I do think that the Seahawks would get it done. And I don't think I'm crazy. I don't. I just, the Seahawks, Russell Wilson's playing at an MVP-like level, and the rest of their team, they're just, they're doing what they need to do to get these wins. They're playing so well, like exceptionally well. And, you know, again, this is if the whole team stays healthy. This is if Josh Gordon can stay out of trouble and stay healthy the whole year because he is coming off of the IR for an injury. So it's not like the Patriots just cut him. He was injured, got released, Seahawks picked him up. So if Josh Gordon can stay healthy and play into the playoffs, I think that will be a huge factor. And the Chiefs are just, you know, they're such a good team to not make it. And, of course, Mahomes' injury and how he comes back – Will be a huge factor. This, if he comes back and he's playing average or below average, or if he gets hurt again, yeah, my pick's gonna change because I don't think Matt Moore is gonna lead the Chiefs anywhere. I don't think they. I mean, he's gotten a couple wins, but I don't think he's gonna lead them anywhere. And you know, before the injury, Patrick Mahomes has thrown 2,200 yards, 15 touchdowns, and only one interception. And the Chiefs, they have they stayed afloat with Matt Moore. So I'm not gonna say you know Matt Moore's terrible. He's not going to get the Chiefs to the Super Bowl. If he was there for the rest of the year, I'd say, you know, forget it. Chiefs might get a wild card spot, but they ain't going to the Super Bowl. But, I mean, he's he was a high school football coach earlier this year, which is a really interesting storyline. And just imagine in, like, September, you're coaching high school football, enjoying your life, you're retired, you're doing everything that you can, you know. You're just kind of enjoying the, you know, being there by yourself. And then, all of a sudden, you get a call, and it's like, hey, we need you to fly to Kansas City, we want you to be our quarterback. And you're like, whoa, 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 hold on just a second. I'm coaching high school football, like, I'm fine, I'm living my retired life. No, we want you back. And Andy Reid got him, and they've gone 2-1. and one. And their only loss was a shootout with the Packers in which they could have won. So, the Chiefs very well could stay afloat with Matt Moore if he played a couple more weeks, but not Super Bowl-like. And Andy Reid is doing some of the best coaching I've seen. He's got a very talented roster. He's doing a lot with what he's got. He's got Tyreek Hill, who, by the way, if you haven't seen the footage of Tyreek Hill catching up with Damian Williams, go look at it. It is absurd how fast Tyreek Hill is. 
He runs like the whole field. He runs not the whole, like half the field, being 10, 20 yards behind Damian Williams and catches up to him and beats him to the end zone. I mean, it's something that I haven't seen. And I love Tyreek Hill. I love the running attack. They took Damian Williams, who everyone was just kind of counting out since they got shady. He's a 100-yard rusher, which was amazing. So I think the Chiefs are poised to make it to the Super Bowl. And I think when Patrick Mahomes comes out, comes back from his injury, he'll be healthy, and the Chiefs will be back to where they were, and they'll run over you know, a lot of the teams left in the season, and it'll be a great playoff matchup, AFC Championship, Patriots-Chiefs. But I think when it comes down to it, I love both these teams, Seahawks-Chiefs in the Super Bowl. But in my mind, if that was a matchup, I just think that the Seahawks would get it done. And I think that the Seahawks will be your Super Bowl champion this year after nine weeks. Now, let's say in the next couple weeks, Russell Wilson gets hurt, or there's another issue with Josh Gordon, or defense is lacking, running game, something happens, this pick could change. But again, my MVP pick of Russell Wilson and my Super Bowl pick of the Seahawks over the Chiefs it's just that the season ended right now. If the season ended after nine weeks, this is who my pick would be. And just think of how fun of a matchup it would be. Seahawks, Chiefs, you know, Tyreek Hill, Josh Gordon, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, Andy Reid. The matchups would be such such a fun one for all the fans to watch. Not just the fans of the teams, but fans of football in general. So I got Seahawks over the Chiefs in the Super Bowl market after nine weeks. I think that this might be my pick throughout the rest of the season unless a severe injury happens. Again, the Patrick Mahomes injury, he's supposed to be back in the next week or two. Not a severe injury. So if he was ruled out for the rest of the year, this would be different. But that's my Super Bowl pick, and it would be a fun one to watch. And let me now transition from the NFL to the NBA and talk about the three stories that I have found the most interesting from the NBA, and we're only two weeks into the NBA season. I will give you those three stories right now. And the first story that I've gotten out of the NBA so far, two weeks into the season, is that the Houston Rockets are showing some signs of struggle early on. And many people expected them to be struggling, so don't be shocked at this. I personally thought that they were going to come out firing. I thought that they were going to be real hot and thought that they were going to, you know, light it up and Harden and Westbrook were just going to be leading them all the way. They'd have one or two loss at this point. Just not the case at all. And a lot of people, like I said, expected this to happen because Harden and Westbrook and how they both, you know, need the ball. And they say that they're ball dominant and that one can't play with the other because the one guy needs the ball. And don't get me wrong, though. I'm still very high on this team, and I still think that they're going to be okay. And I think they're going to be solid and play well the rest of the year. Currently, the record as it stands is 4-3. and three, And again, it is Wednesday, November 6th, so if you listen to this after that, if you listen to it later on in the week, just so you know, I'm recording this Wednesday, November 6th, and as of that afternoon, they're 4-3. and three. And four out of their five next games, however, are against teams that are below 500 record, which means that they should be somewhere around the 8-4 and four record. Are they going to get there? Knowing that it's their struggles and how they've been playing, Probably not. They're probably going to lose a couple games that, you know, during this stretch that they were expected to win. But they should go 8-4. and four. But statistically, you know, record aside, which is a big deal, but if you just throw the record to the side real quick, statistically, the two stars are dominating. I mean, Harden right now, and again, it's early on in the season, is putting up an absurd 
36.6 points per game. Russell Wilson's at, not Russell Wilson, sorry, Russell Westbrook is at 21.2 points per game. He also leads the team in rebounds at 9.8, which to me, I, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, in my mind, like, this this can't be happening. You need to have, you know, you have someone like Clint Capella, who's your big man. He's there for a reason. He's dominant. He needs to be more dominant than he's playing right now because I've seen him be able to be, you know, this figure, this big guy in the middle who's blocking shots, grabbing boards, throwing down hard dunks. He needs to be that, and he needs to be leading the team in a stat like rebounds, and I understand it, though. You have Russell Westbrook who's going to come charging in, trying to get the triple doubles, grabbing rebounds out of your hands. I get that. But if you're Clint Capella, you got to box out and bring down boards. You can't be having your point guard leading the team in rebounds. I'm sorry, but you can't. When you're a guy like Clint Capella, you have to step up and be the big man that this team needs. You have to. If there wants to be success, they need to be a big man. And I understand it. This is a shooting league. Harden shoots a three ball a lot. Russell Westbrook shoots it. He doesn't make it a lot, but he'll shoot it a lot. And Clint Capella is not a guy who can shoot the three ball. So he's not going to be incorporated into the offense as much as he would in the older version of the NBA where big men were supposed to be the dominant force. So, And I'm not telling Clint Capella, hey, go you know, become a three-point shooter because he's not going to be able to do that. I mean, would it be nice if he can hit a wide-open three every once in a while? Yeah, because that's what the league is today. But you got to be able to bring down the rebounds and do your thing on the defensive side. So I think that Clint Capella needs to step up for them. Outside of that, I mean, their pieces have been up and down. Danwell House has been a nice little surprise for them. He's been playing well. He's someone that I don't think a lot of people knew who he was. You know, play at Texas A&M with Alex Caruso, who's over in L.A. So, I mean, he's a nice piece. He's been doing well for them. I don't think that he's anything that's going to put them over the top. P.J. Tucker is shooting the ball very well at 52%, and, you know, he's doing his thing defensively. He's always going to be a tough guy to get by when he's playing you on defense. The one guy that needs to step up for them, though, is Eric Gordon. He needs to be that guy. He's their sixth man. He needs to be able to hit the three ball because that's what he's known to do. He needs to get a couple assists here and there that, you know, be smart with your shooting. Right now, he's averaging 10 points per game and only shooting 27%. That cannot happen for this Rockets team. That needs to be a higher percentage, mid to late 30s at least. You'd like to see him hit the 40% mark. I mean, I don't think that 27% is going to be his shooting percentage at the end of the year, but he does need to raise that. Can't be shooting 27% when you're the sixth man on the team. And so overall, I mean, this is what people expected. The Rockets were going to struggle. They have two elite talents, two all-stars who both need the ball. The Rockets are going to lose some games that they should win, but they're going to win some games that they should lose too. So, I mean, there's a little give and take there. I still like them as a top five team going into the playoffs. I originally had them as a top three team after seeing these early struggles. I'm not so sure about that. But in my mind, they're still going to be a top five team at the end of the season when it's all said and done. I think that Eric Gordon's going to come into it and he's going to raise that shooting percentage. I think P.J. Tucker is going to continue to do his thing. Danwell House, I hope... You know, for the sake of Rockets fans, are going to play how he's been and keep that consistent. And I think and I believe that Harden and Westbrook are going to get what they need to get going and that the Rockets will end up being a top-five team in the playoffs. Could they lose in the first round of the playoffs? Yes, but I think that going into the playoffs, the Houston Rockets will overcome their struggles and be a top-five team.
The second story that I've taken out of the NBA so far, two weeks into the season, is that the Lakers are a heck of a lot more special than I thought. I mean, really. This team is coming to its own now, and they're looking so scary. I mean, currently they're sitting on top of the West with a 6-1 record, winning six straight games after losing their first game to the Clippers. I was wrong about this team, I'll, I'll admit. I was completely wrong. Like, I truly thought that they'd struggle. I really did. I didn't think that they were going to be as special as they are. Like In my mind, I thought that LeBron and AD were going to have some adjusting issues. I thought Danny Green wasn't going to be that great. You know, Avery Bradley, I thought that Dwight Howard wasn't going to be, you know, what he's doing right now. I thought that Dwight Howard was just going to be the way that he was his first time in L.A. I didn't know how Kyle Kuzma was going to fit in with the whole lineup. And, you know, I, I just, whatever they're doing, they're doing it right. And it's kind of shocking me. I was completely wrong about them. And, you know, LeBron right now is averaging 26, 8, and 11 at age 34, which is super impressive. And if you know me, I am not a LeBron guy. I do not like LeBron. I am not a fan of LeBron. I respect him and what he's done and everything that he's been able to accomplish. And I I just, I'm not a LeBron fan, but I got to give him props. He is lighting it up like crazy right now at age 34. AD is posting a 26.6 points per game, 11 rebounds, and 3 blocks per game stat line. And he's leading the team in scoring. And people were picking Anthony Davis to win MVP, and I was like, what? No, like, that's crazy. Anthony Davis isn't going to win MVP. He's playing with LeBron. If anybody on that team is going to win MVP, it's going to be LeBron. Well, right now, if I were to look at MVP voting, if I had a vote, it would be AD 1, LeBron 2. And it's tough for me to admit because I'm not a fan of either of these guys. But they're just, they're playing so well. And they're terrorizing the league game in and game out. And it's not just those two. Like, it's not just two guys and a bunch of scrubs that they're playing with. Danny Green has been shooting the three ball at a high percentage. They're just now getting Kyle Kuzma back. And Kuzma can be special. I mean, there are games where he lights it up and he shoots really well. He'll put someone on a poster, have a defensive play or two, and just make the crowd stand up on their feet. So, Getting Kyle Kuzma back only makes them better, which is scary to think about. And Dwight Howard really has started off solid for them in his second stint. I, I was I was skeptic. I was a skeptic about Dwight Howard coming back to LA because obviously, if you all remember, his first time in LA did not go well at all. Went terrible. He wanted out. I mean, they wanted to get rid of him. He did not play well. But he's back and. He's kind of surprising me. I mean, he's putting up six points per game, eight rebounds per game, in about 20 minutes, give or take. And he really is coming into his own, and he's resurging. And whatever they're doing in L.A., maybe it's just the fact that he's playing with LeBron or Anthony Davis or one of these guys playing with these other veterans. But he's really coming into his own and resurging, and it's impressive. And the Lakers are only getting scarier. I mean, when I look at their schedule for the rest of the month of November, they have 12 games left. Five of the teams are above 500, which realistically means the Lakers should come out of this month with a 15 and four record, which would be very impressive considering where I picked them. And I would have had them coming out of this month, maybe right around 500, a little bit below. You know, not really sure. Maybe like a 10 and nine, something like that. 
you know, nine and ten. I thought that they were going to struggle in the first month or so, and then really build it together. And you know, back end of the season, a little bit before All Star break, post All Star break, isn't here really going to catch their stride. But they got their stride, and they got it super early. And at the end of this month, I they could be on top of the West with that fifteen and four record, because the Clippers. I'm not going to talk about them, but Kawhi Leonard's already resting his second game, resting against the Bucks, and I, I don't really know how they're choosing which games he's going to rest for. But if he's going to continue this trend, they're probably not going to be as good or ranked as high as I and other people had picked them. So if he's going to continue to rest like this, the Lakers have a legitimate shot at the one seed. And I know that I didn't think that, and if you know me, I, I would not have picked them at all as the one seed. I think I had them as like the four or five, something like that. But if they continue this trend and the other teams that I had above them, like the Rockets are struggling and the Clippers continue to rest, guys, watch out. Lakers could be coming for the top seed. And the LeBron and the Los Angeles Lakers are on a mission. It's not looking like there's many teams who can stop them. So this could get very scary for the rest of the league. I mean, LeBron at age 34... Doing what he's doing, I mean, you got to be careful. And you only you, you equipped him with guys like Danny Green, Anthony Davis, and Dwight Howard, who's coming into his own, like I said. So the Lakers are a lot more special than I thought. They're playing a whole lot better than I would have thought they would have been. The stars are just, you know, they connect. They've had their friendships for years and years. And it's really working, and it's showing that when you have these personal connections with guys in the locker room, it's not just about on the court. I mean, two guys can play well on the court and not like each other in the back scenes. I mean, you can see that. But when you have a team full of guys who are talented and play well and are veterans, and they have connections both on the court and off the court, they're only going to play better. They're going to be you know, lighting it up. They're going to like playing with each other. And this is a really scary scene for the NBA that the Lakers have won six straight and could come out in November with a 50-4 record and potentially be the one seed in the West coming out in November heading into December is a very scary thought for the rest of the NBA. So let me move on now to my final topic of this podcast, and that is the Golden State Warriors. Let's talk about them. First of all, just let me say this. I picked them to make the playoffs that was before the season started. So don't hate on me for picking them to play, you know, to make it to the playoffs because that was long before a bunch of different things happened. And let me tell you what's gone on with the Warriors if you don't already know. They have totally imploded early on in the season. And in my opinion, they need to go into full-on tank mode. Like, full-on, throw the season away, forget it's even happening, tank. I mean, give give your young guys a lot of minutes let them play out. Let them do what they need to do. But this is going to be a lost season. D'Angelo Russell's injury has been questionable the past few games. And, you know, he's apted not to play in these games. Could he if it was a dire situation? Yeah. But he's been sitting out. Draymond Green injured his index finger. Has, has missed three games and counting. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's okay. And if they just want to sit him more, they need to be set out. And, of course... Clay Thompson earlier on was ruled out for the season, so we already know that. And the biggest news coming out of this year for the Warriors is Steph Curry breaking his hand and being out at least, at the bare minimum, three months. And for me, for the whole Steph Curry injury, number one, it's really a shame. Because he's one of the greatest shooters, if not the greatest shooter, that we've ever seen. And whether you like 
Steph Curry or you hate him, you have to admit that he's fun to watch. The way that he can shoot the three ball is one of the most entertaining things that you'll ever see. However, if I'm the Golden State Warriors, I need to realize what this team is this year and be smart with how I play this whole Steph Curry injury. Because could he come back in two, three months? Yeah, he could. Well, if I'm the Warriors, don't do it. I would not bring Steph Curry back this year. I wouldn't. I would tell him, you know what? Rest the year. Take the season off. Get fully healthy. You know, get re-energized. And I would tell him, just, you know, be take this year off. You broke your hand. I want you to be fully healthy for next year. So I would tell Steph Curry, don't come back. And there's multiple reasons for this. Number one, the season is over for them. I'm sorry. It's a clean slate. The season's done. They're not making the playoffs. I know it's only two weeks into the year. Warriors ain't making the playoffs in the West anymore. They're not. Now with these guys being questionable, now with the injuries, lingering things going on with the young roster, they're not going to win a lot of games this year. The Golden State Warriors will not. I know what we're used to, but that was before all these things have gone down. We're used to Golden State Warriors year after year, finals, playing hard, winning the finals, lighting up teams, 73-9 and season. They're far from that now. This is going to be a team with a sub-500 record this year, and I'm telling you that right now. I would not be surprised if Steph Curry is out for the rest of the season. I know that he's probably going to come back and want to come back and try to salvage the season, but, I mean, if if he's supposed to be back in three months and they're like 10, 15 games under 500, I call him into my office if I'm the GM of the Warriors and say, listen, Steph, I understand your situation. I understand that you don't want to just sit out for no reason and just watch the team lose game after game. And I'd say, I understand that. But here's the thing. You coming back alone is not going to save this team. And it's not going to be able to get us to where we want to be. And they're not going to contend for a championship this year. They might not even make the playoffs. And so I would not want to throw Steph Curry out there and risk another injury Another, you know, setback with the hand injury that could potentially lead into the next year when it's a lost season. So I'd sit him down and let him know all this. And here's what else I would do. So if I'm the Warriors, here is what I would do this year. I would sit Steph for the rest of the year. I would really, really look hard into the Draymond injury and, like, say, well, if it's only going to be a couple more games, yeah, you can play, but take back-to-back nights off, sit out, do your thing. I would trade D'Angelo Russell for picks. No doubt. You tried the D'Angelo Russell thing. I don't think it's going to work out in Golden State. You got to move on from him. Clay will be back. So I think that you got to move D'Angelo Russell as soon as you can. If you can get a guy or two that's going to help out the team, that would be fantastic. That would really help them. But all in all, I think that you got to move on from him and maybe get like, you know, a sixth or seventh man off the bench and one or two picks. Definitely a first round pick, maybe two first round picks if you can get it. I doubt you could. Probably a first or second in a role player is what you're going to get. For D'Angelo Russell. And I would look on to next year. With that being said. I think that next year. Next year's Warriors. The 2020-2021 Warriors. Could be a scary team. I think that they are a team. That really could get right back into where they were. Because think about it. So here's how I could see next year playing out. You're going to get Steph Curry back. You're going to have Draymond Green healthy. You're going to have Clay Thompson. Your center will probably be Willie Cauley-Stein. Which... He's respectable. He's not going to be an all-star talent, but he's no bum. He'll get you what you need. And Eric Paschal, who, by the way, from Villanova, rookie this year, 
could be an absolute gem for them. The other night, he dropped 34 points with four threes, and that's the highest point total for a rookie so far this year. So, Eric Pascal could be a gem for them. Whether or not they throw him in the starting lineup in the future, that's to be seen. And on top of that lineup, in next year's draft, they're going to have their own first-round pick. If the Nets drop out of the top 20, so say that the Nets play well this year, make the playoffs, maybe they surprise someone and win a series, and their pick drops out of the top 20, that's going to be the Warriors pick. So that's two first-round picks. And if you trade D'Angelo Russell, you could potentially, you would think, the Warriors would try to get a first-round pick out of that. So the Warriors next year could have Steph, Draymond Clay, Willie Colleystein, Eric Pascal is a gem, and potentially, if things work out, three first-round picks. And they're going to be right back to where they were. I mean, next year, so this season is a lost season. I think this is going to be a season in the middle of a dynasty that's kind of like, oh, well, you made you know, you know, made these finals in a row. You won three of them. But then what happened this year? And you say, well, it's the year that KD left. Clay was out for the year. Steph broke his hand. Draymond Green had a lingering injury. We had a guy who was an all-star talent who didn't fit in with our system. So throw that year out. And then you look forward to the next year and you have three guys who can be all-stars, two guys who are young players who could play well, and three potential first-round picks in one draft. And I think that by this time next year, the Warriors will be right back to where we had them the past few years. They'll be right back in the talks to be a top three to five team heading into the playoffs. They'll be dominant. Steph and Clay back. Splash Brothers back. And I just think that this is a lost year for the Warriors. So if you're a Golden State fan, just hold on. Just hang on for one season. I think you guys can afford one season of failure. I think you can afford it. I mean, you've had a successful past four or five seasons. So just embrace this season. Watch the young guys that you have on your team. Watch a guy like Kai Bowman play well. Jordan Poole, Eric Paschal, Amari Spellman. Watch these young guys. Enjoy watching them because that could be your future second team who plays well. And some of those guys could potentially blossom into your starters down the road. So enjoy it. Understand what it's like to be, you know, fans of the Sixers who really struggled or the Suns who just, who by the way, that's a story for next week's podcast, who have been really well so far this year and been lighting teams up. But the past few seasons obviously haven't been playing well. Or the Hawks who have been struggling. Or the Grizzlies who are in and out. So if you're a Warriors fan, just understand that pain for one year. And I am telling you, at this point next year, the Golden State Warriors will be back into being a top five team in the West. And potentially contending for a title at this point next year. Just hang on Warriors fans. Just one season. You need to sit through the pain. So thank you so much for joining me. For this podcast, talking about the NFL and the NBA. Again, that is my MVP pick and Super Bowl pick for the NFL, which is Russell Wilson's year MVP, Seahawks over the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and my three stories I've gotten two weeks out of the NBA season. The Rockets are showing signs of struggling. The Lakers are way more special than I thought they'd be, and the Warriors are going to have a tanking year. I appreciate all the support that you guys continue to show us week in and week out. Don't forget to check out the website, and you can go look at the different blogs that we have. We have Baseline, and we have The Scoop, and you can go check out our Instagram. It's Bushy Baller Brand, and the first round of orders is you know done with, set that. The orders are being shipped out. 
Go check out our store on bonfire.com. It's a Bushy Baller Brand merchandise store. All the prices on everything have dropped down a few dollars each. So go check them out. The store is open for about 20 more days. You can get those orders in. We got, you know, hoodies, crewnecks, t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, all the different clothings that you want with our logo on them. If you order them now, within the next 20 days, you will get it in time for Christmas. So whether you want to order the gear for yourself for the Christmas time, for the holiday season, or if you want to give it as a gift, go check those out. And you can go, again, that's bonfire.com and look up Bushy Baller Brand for our merchandising store. And on Instagram, we are Bushy Baller Brand as well. And quick shout-out to Brady James and AC once again for our opening and closing song, Candy. And Brady James just released an album two days ago. A lot going on. It's on Spotify. Go check it out. Great album. He's a great up-and-coming artist, so go check out Brady James. A lot going on. Out on Spotify now. It's his new album. Thanks again for joining us, and I appreciate all the support that you give Bushy Baller Brand week in and week out. And don't forget to check in for our weekly podcast. Thank you.